1: We're in the App Store, so you can just download the app, and uh, you'll you'll go through an interview process. So you'll sign up, and then you'll be connected, you know, to one of our RNs who will do an interview process. We actually have RNs that are doing our interviews, and they'll help qualify you for the different positions. And then you'll pick the different healthcare systems you want to work at, and you'll go through an onboarding process there. But it all happens through the through the mobile device. You're able to schedule like preceptor shifts and orientation shifts through the app. And then once you're, you know. Essentially onboarded at that healthcare system, then you're able to see all the shifts that are available for your specialty and you can start picking those shifts up. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no nonsense advice with thought provoking interviews.
0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast brought to you by Nurse.org, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at nurse.org. And I kind of want to start this episode just sharing a little bit of a personal experience. As many of you know, I did a post-master's nurse practitioner program, and you know, it was during the pandemic. First job I didn't like, I quit it, and then I was able to find some contract work. Well, guess what? My contract assignment is over. It's near over, so I'm now in the hunting phase and searching phase of a new job. Now, if anyone's listening and you're a nurse practitioner, you know it takes forever to get credentialed. So what am I going to do in the meantime? Got to work. And so this interview actually is very timely because it's not uncommon for many nurse practitioners to still work as an RN. Maybe we grab a travel assignment, maybe work per diem, those type of things. But anyways, all of that can be a big and major headache, which is why I'm so excited to bring our next guest on the show, Will Patterson. He's actually an ICU nurse. And guess what, guys? He has created an app called CareRev, and CareRev offers per diem nursing and other healthcare shifts to qualified professionals. It is a marketplace platform that seamlessly, which I like, connects healthcare facilities both local and makes it very flexible for healthcare professionals. So, what how this works is hospitals, outpatient clinics, and skilled nursing facilities post open shifts, and then we as a qualified healthcare professionals get to discover and book these shifts from our app. That's right, from your phone, no staffing agencies, no travel contracts, no maximums, and no minimums. So I'm definitely interested in this because, hey, Assist is looking for some work in this interim. So welcome to the show, Will. How Thank are you? Thank you for having me, Alice. Will, first, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're an ICU nurse. So this is great. I love seeing nurses become entrepreneurs, one, and then we'll segue into Rev, how
1: that came about. Sure. So a little bit about my background, why I became a nurse. So when I was, you know, starting this all off, when I was 14, my dad had a major heart attack. So I witnessed my dad have a major heart attack. We drove him to the ER. You know, I saw the the nurses and doctors taking care of him and I was intrigued, right? At that, they saved my father's life. So at that moment, I had a huge amount of respect for healthcare professionals. And that was kind of like the start of this journey towards becoming a nurse. I, you know, went to UGA for undergrad in Georgia. I ended up getting a business degree. I actually failed out of organic chem, so I didn't go the medical route. So I decided let's do the business side of things, right? After I graduated, I started kind of searching around and I ended up in the construction industry, um, actually living in Hawaii. I ended up managing like multi-million dollar homes on the island of Kauai. I really enjoyed that job. I like working with people, but I didn't feel like I was giving back to the community, right? I really wanted to make an impact on the community. Same time, I met some nurses and they told me about their careers and I got, you know, I got super excited and I decided, OK, at that point, I'm going to become a nurse, um, went to Duke University, graduated from there. And then, you know, after graduating, of course, I wanted to be in cardiac. Right. And, and I'd seen my dad in an ICU. And so I said, that's it. Like, I'm going to be a cardiac ICU nurse. So I went the whole track through uh, step down to start in cardiac at University of New Mexico. And then I actually ended up in the neurological surgical ICU because they didn't have any positions in the, in the cardiac ICU there. And that led to me working at different healthcare systems around the country as, you know, a different ty- different types of ICU nurse. So I was at Scripps in, in San Diego in your backyard, right where you're from, and uh, cottage in Santa Barbara. And I finished my career up in San Francisco General. Loved being a nurse. Absolutely loved it.
0: Oh, I love that. And you know what? I also like hearing stories of people who are truly passionate about nursing and want to go in and make a difference. I mean, I know that some people look at it as it's a, a very well-paying and there's job security and things like that. But when there's a why as to what inspires you to um, be a nurse and do the best you can as a nurse, I, I enjoy hearing those type of stories. I have a similar story with my dad inspiring me too. Very accomplished, very, you know, well-decorated a career as an, an ICU nurse. You've worked at a couple places. If you can tell us a little bit more about CareRev and how you mm-hmm. segued from you know being this magnificent ICU nurse to creating something like CareRev.
1: For sure. So you know every different healthcare system I worked at had you know a, a big problem. We might have 10 patients today and 20 tonight, but the, the staff was primarily on a fixed schedule, right? You might, you, maybe we had travelers, but everybody was, had a set schedule. So it was really hard to get people in last minute in an ICU. And when I was, you know, working with the unit managers, we'd be calling people, begging people to come in for the next shift, couldn't get people in. And what would happen when you're short, you know, this is you ended up taking a third or fourth patient, right? And when you take on that third or fourth ICU patient, you know, and some of these really, you know, heavy patients, they're already on desk doorstep, you get an extra patient, you start, you know, inevitably making mistakes, right? And it causes burnout and you can't catch things in time. I mean, I can remember missing a sepsis diagnosis when I had four ICU patients um, at one of the hospitals I worked at. And I still have like a guilt feeling for that because it didn't end up well, right? And so I really wanted to solve for this because I I I could see like, hey, if we had like a flexible pool to pull from that wasn't just the hospital staff, or we could trade, you know, nurses with other hospitals in town you know, where the demand was, maybe we could, you know, know, solve for this. So that was while I was at work. Now, when I wasn't at work, I was looking for flexible jobs. I wanted to pay down that student debt from Duke. I had six figures of student debt, right? It's crazy. And I couldn't find like super flexible work. I, you know, in San Diego, I was trying to, I was going to Sharp, I was going to UCSD, and they wanted me to commit to more like a full-time schedule, or at least commit to eight shifts. I only wanted one extra shift a week. And I started talking to my friends who were retired. And who you know, I had friends who were single parents that couldn't hold full time jobs for childcare and people in school, and and like everybody had the same issue. They're all looking for flexible work. So here's this you know large pool of healthcare professionals. There's 18 million of us nationwide that wants like either extra shifts or a flexible work model. And here's these healthcare systems that need like flexible help to meet you know the swings in patient demand. Now it's kind of the aha moment. I thought, wow, like I looked at other industries. There's marketplaces over there. You know, labor marketplaces, there's technology empowering those. We don't have that in healthcare. Maybe there's something here. And at the same time, I ended up meeting my wife at Burning Man in 2014. And she had started three technology companies, uh, the third one being a Y Combinator company, which is also pretty successful. And I told her about this problem I was facing. And so she became my mentor because I did have a little bit of business experience, but I didn't have the depth to start my own business. And so she helped me start the company. She, like, I moved up to San Francisco. We lived in an addict, you know, that story. And she helped me get the company off the ground and mentored me, helped me find the first customers, helped me find a technical co-founder, gave me everything that Paul Graham ever wrote. Paul Graham is the founder of YC. YC funded companies like Airbnb and DoorDash and Instacart and like these big kind of marketplaces. She's really the inspiration and and the mentorship that helped me get this off the ground back in 2014. And the reason I started this and why, why I'm still here. Is because I, I wanted to really build a future for healthcare professionals that that made sense for people's lives, like the flexibility, right? So that's the kind of inception story and in, in why I'm here and why we did this.
0: Well, I love it. And I think that this is something that is so useful for us as healthcare professionals. Cause like you said, everybody wants you to hire on full time and you can't necessarily commit to that, or maybe you don't want to commit to that. And I definitely have times where, you know, I want to add on, but I want to go somewhere else, I want to do something different. Or You know, just a a change of scenery. But it's really great that you've created this. Now, you told us about the company. How does one actually use it? Like, so how do I get connected with CareRip? Let's say I'm listening. And by the way, we have tons of aspiring nurses, nurses, APNs, like a, a whole slew of nurses who are listening probably like, how do I do that? Because I just want to pick up one day a week. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to commit somewhere else. And I don't necessarily want to add on to where I work now.
1: For sure, we're in the app store, so you can just download the app, and uh, you'll you'll go through an interview process. So you'll sign up, and then you'll be connected, you know, to one of our RNs who will do an interview process. We actually have RNs that are doing our interviews, and they'll help qualify you for the different positions. And then you'll pick the different healthcare systems you want to work at, and you'll go through an onboarding process there. But it all happens through the through the mobile device. You're able to schedule like preceptor shifts and orientation shifts through the app, and then once you're you know essentially onboarded at that healthcare system, then you're able to see all the shifts that are available for your specialty, and you can start picking those shifts up. And so that's wow,
0: simple. that's amazing. So what distinguishes this from a, the typical staffing agency?
1: First and foremost, it's primarily technology-driven, so we still have support for you, but we're not telling you where to go and which shifts to pick up. It's your choice. You're empowered to, to work wherever and whenever you want and and the shifts are essentially like in front of you so you're able to choose those shifts on your own schedule again it's it's about the seamlessness of the experience right if you go through an agency sure you get a recruiter i've worked through an agency by the way as a traveler and and it it can be like you know you're trying to like go back and forth to find a position and it makes it really hard to work in this on-demand manner right and so our whole goal for you know healthcare professionals is by removing a lot of the like back and forth and friction and having Technology that can help you schedule these shifts and help you upload your documents, and you can do it all in one place. It creates this kind of workflow where you can just work four shifts a month. And I don't know many agencies or, or workflow there where you could just work four shifts a month, right? Like I, like I said, I couldn't find anything. Um, so I think that's like one of the primary differences. And then if you look at it from the business standpoint in the business world, it's a, you know it's a marketplace, and and if you start thinking about what marketplaces do, it's all it's all around like a better connection, right? Reducing the friction on both sides, so it helps healthcare systems as well. Like it's a win-win-win for everybody. Like the healthcare system is getting people when they need them to take care of their patients. The patients are getting the care they needed, right, with the right professional, and then the professionals are getting the flexibility they need. I, I'd I say those are kind it. of. I mean, like the primary differences.
0: Okay, and l- let me just throw my two cents in there. What I <laughs> what I like most about it is the is the, there's no pressure. Like when you're talking to a recruiter, sometimes I feel like pressure to take a shift or, and sometimes I just don't want to be bothered. I want to work when I want to work. Don't bother me. And I may want to work in the morning, but later mm, I don't really don't want to work. But if I've already told you I'm available today, then there's kind of this thing looming over my head. So I just want to, when I'm ready, I'll let you know that I I, I want to work. So I, I like that.
1: That's a good point, now, Alice. You're not putting your availability in. You're choosing the shifts you want to work. No one's telling yes. you to work. That is a great point. I lose that sometimes, right? But it's mm-hmm. like, you are you reminded me of that. That is a, a huge point.
0: That was one of the first things I'm like, you mean I don't have to just give my avail- like availability a month in a or or what's your availability this week? Well, that might change, you know, because I might get invited to the party and then I want to go. And so now I don't want to work or maybe something popped up or... I just don't feel good today or I just don't feel like it. But yeah. I I love that part. Are you, now, are let,
1: For some people, your kids are sick or oh, yeah. you, know, you, you got to take care of it. I mean, my kids get sick, right? I need the flexibility to be able to take oh. care of them. Yep, that's a huge yes. one. Yes.
0: And let me ask this because, I mean, it's it sounds great in theory and uh, concept and you know, like I'm really excited. This couldn't have been an easy task to put together. I don't know. I, maybe for you it was simple, especially you had your wife as a mentor, but like, what are some of the challenges that you faced uh, when you actually started this company or started Care rev.
1: Starting a company is not a simple thing. I mean, you you can probably see the wrinkles here, right? And there's some gray hairs in my you beard, good. which didn't exist before. But I mean, so one of the big challenges for me is I had never started a business or I, I quite frankly hadn't worked really in the business world. And so that was where my meeting my wife was huge. I mean, Sophia like is, you know, 50% responsible for this company. And I still rely on her to this day, even though she's not working with us anymore. I mean, that was a big thing for me is finding people I could trust that had the skill sets that I didn't have, right? Like the, the business side, and and then finding Derek, our technical co-founder, who's our CTO, um, who understood the engineering and the product side. That's the toughest part, really. One of it is like having the right group of people. It's like a marriage, you know, I mean, I, obviously, Sophie and I are married now, but Derek and I right aren't, right? But he's like, it's like being in this, you know, business relationship sometimes for 10 to 15 years. So you really have to build this kind of trust between the co-founders. That's a tough thing to find, um, especially if you don't know the people before. And and uh, and I did, and I didn't know Derek before. I, I feel extremely lucky to have found my co-founders. That's number one. Um, number two is you have to be okay with being told no a lot or like it's not going to work or, or you know the entire like even nurses I used to talk to about this when I was a nurse or say, say things like you're crazy and then the truth is is that when people start telling you you're crazy it, maybe it's a good idea if everybody tells you it's a great idea it's probably too easy and it'll be too much competition but if people tell you it's a little nuts then maybe you're on to something right so it's when you start wanting to raise money, you just have to get that, like, you know, ICU nurse, stiff upper lip, I'm going to, like, go in here and, like, get the job done. And even if I'm told no, like, 300 times, that's okay. You know, we're going to figure out how to make this work. And then I think the most important, you know, part of this, and I kind of alluded to this before, and and you did too, but you, it's just like nursing. You got to have a super strong why. Because if you don't, all this stuff, that that the ups and downs will just, like, rip you apart. And my why was really this, like, there's a better future here for healthcare professionals. There's a flexible solution. I mean, we don't all have to work for healthcare systems, right? We don't have to like. How do I say this in a positive manner? We don't have to necessarily deal with things that aren't making us happy at work, right? Maybe there's a different path. You know, maybe I don't need to be employed full time. Um, so I really was focused on that, and and I still am. Like I, I like, and right now more than ever, because you have 500,000 nurses that have just left the industry. It's like that. Why? really like gets me to wake up every morning. I'm so excited. And I I say psyched, right? I'm psyched right now, like for where we're at, because I think there's been a huge paradigm shift in the field and nurses are now more aware of what they're worth and their value. And they're starting to learn how to like use that to the profession's benefit. And we really want to be a part of that. So those are kind of like the high level tough things. You know, it's it's intrinsically the first like step is like stepping off of a, a high dive is a good way to put it cuz you're like leaving the comfort of your career and it's a full commit. You know, once you step off that high dive, you're in it, right? You can't stop yourself in the air. And once you like kind of jump into starting a company in order for it to work, you have to be just fully in it.
0: Well, kudos to you for, you know, being an entrepreneur. And I will say, you know, usually in the nursing profession, part of our training is, you know, we're trained to care for others and kind of work within a system because a majority of us are kind of driven to acute care in hospitals you know so we become part of a system so it's very easy to get i don't want to say stuck but very comfortable in a system where you're working three shifts or maybe it's alternate three and four or whatever the case may be but sometimes you want or need something different so you coming up with the care rev app is actually going to free a lot of nurses from who feel stuck in that system like I want to do something different, but I don't know what I can do. Um, and I think that you're right. A lot of nurses have started to realize their value and their worth. And nursing doesn't always have to look the same. You don't have to work at a hospital, be full time there. You literally could work full time hours in you know in this kind of per diem status. It's okay. It's whatever works for you, your family, and your lifestyle. I'm, I believe, and I know it's a little bit of a jump. You can be nervous. You know, I know my schedule six weeks in advance. Well, that's great, but maybe you don't really want to work every other weekend. Cause I know some of you guys don't, maybe, you know, maybe sometimes you want to work day shift. Maybe sometimes you want to work night shift. Like, and it sounds like having access to apps and platforms like yours will truly allow nurses to have the flexibility and autonomy to do what they want while still being able to work as a nurse. So that's what I like, you know, about this particular app. So
1: to add on to that, Alice, so it makes a little more sense. It's aggregating all of the demand in a city, the shifts into one place. And so traditionally with per diem, you're dependent on like one employer. And if that employer, for instance, has like cutbacks and they don't need help, you're the first one to go, right? That's the problem with like the traditional world of per diem, because I've worked per diem in a hospital before. But if you have like all the hospitals in a market, in a city on this, you know, on care of all of their shifts are there. So let's say like, you know, hospital A doesn't need help anymore and hospital B does, then you can pick up shifts over there. So it's the aggregation of the the, the shifts that, that makes it consistent for DM work. Reliable is a good way to put it.
0: I love it. Yeah. You with CareF have so focused on, you know, helping other nurses find work. Do you still have time to work as a nurse right now during all of this management? Like what's happening with you, Will?
1: I wish. I've been thinking about doing some volunteer work it's been six years. So I don't know if I would trust myself putting in IVs, right? Like the mental part of it never goes away. But I would need some training. Again, I would do volunteer work. I'm, you know, as far as like working inside a hospital working inside the healthcare system, I don't have time. I mean, I work probably, if I'm being honest with myself somewhere around 80 to 100 hours a week. Well, you know, I'm working when I'm running, I'm thinking about things, right? Like it's a different type of, it's, it's a different type of work, which was also a hard thing to get used to, by the way, when you're a nurse, you get to clock in and leave work, which is pretty nice. But yeah, I I, I just don't have the bandwidth or, or time to like have a clinical job right now. I, I'm, I'm here to support clinicians. Like that's what I'm doing and that's my mission. So Well,
0: thank you for that. And like I like to tell people, nursing can look doesn't have to always look the same. I think when we think of nursing, obviously we think of, you know, acute care, critical care kind of settings, but this, what the pandemic has shown us is that there are so many other places and spaces where nurses and nursing knowledge is needed. And so I like that you've been able to take your skill and knowledge as a nurse, find a need problem and help create a solution using tech, because that's really, you know, where, where things are going. And it's not easy being an entrepreneur, Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur until it's time to entrepreneur. Uh, you right.
1: know, you know, what's a really uh, speaking about being a nurse, what's a really a thing that I can point to that I learned as a nurse that's really helped me as an entrepreneur delegation. So being an ICU nurse, you have to delegate out to respiratory therapists or like CNAs or other nurses when you're admitting someone. And that has been invaluable in building a business because it's the same and building this movement. It's the same thing. I'm surrounding myself with folks that have these skill sets that I don't. And then being able to delegate tasks to them sorry that's just an aside because i keep thinking back to clinical i haven't talked openly to a nurse you know about the business right i'm usually talking to them about their their lives and what they think about work but i think there's so much inside of the healthcare industry and as being a nurse that does help you start a company as well and the other thing i can point to from an operational standpoint Is in nursing, there's a lot of, if this happens, then you do this, right? Like if the blood pressure drops, the heart rate goes up, like what are the, you know, scenarios here? Is it sepsis? Is it, you know, are they bleeding? And it's the same thing once you get to that product market fit inside a company and you start growing rapidly and onboarding lots of nurses, you have to build these processes. Like if this happens, then this happens. And so there's a lot of synchronicity here between being a nurse and, and starting a business.
0: And that's great to know. And that's been you know, some great advice uh, for nurses who maybe are interested in starting a business. But let me just ask this. Let's say I'm a nurse and I have an idea for a, a product or a business or a service because a nurse in school, they didn't necessarily teach me this. What's some fundamental advice you would have for someone who's actually practicing as a nurse who wants to segue into entrepreneurship? What are some those first few things you got to know or got to do to kind of get, your, get the train to leave the station there?
1: Yeah, I would start off, one of the first things that uh, Sophia had me do was read through Paul Graham essays, his essays, because he's written a bunch of essays on how to be an entrepreneur. And again, he was the founder of YC, and those are all accessible online. You can just search for them. And so a a lot of it is about like, how do you find your first customers? And how do you you think about a problem and not a solution? Right? Because when you're starting a business, you really want to focus on what the problem is. And not the solution, because the solution could be wrong, but you keep iterating on it until you find the right one to solve the problem. Right. And that can take a while. So that's the first piece of advice is read everything that Paul Graham's written about starting a company because it's all there and it's all public online. The second piece is I would advise making sure that you have like a nest egg built up or some sort of cash behind you so you're more comfortable and then the third thing is, I would, you know, I worked all the first shifts on the platform, right, as as a as a nurse, and that helped me, you know, I had this flexible work and I had something I could fall back onto if I needed to as well, and so that also helped me take more risk and chances because it really is a risk. I don't know what the statistic is, but I think it's ninety five percent of companies fail within the first year. So it's just like knowing that when you go into it, and then focusing on on that why and that problem. And then finally, finding the right people to surround yourself with the first people that you join. You know, if if you're starting a scalable business, the first people that come on are just so pivotal that you want to really spend your time finding these people. And then the final piece of advice is life is really short. I was a trauma nurse, ICU nurse, cardiac nurse, Alice, you know, this as well, like we could all die tomorrow. So the thing you're working on, it's got to be important and then launch fast. So like, it's going to feel like it's too early and it's you might be embarrassed by whatever you're doing. I mean, even if it's a small business that you've started with, like, you know, beauty products or I have friends that do like Botox and whatnot, like launch, right? Get it going. Like maybe you're embarrassed by your website or your messaging. That's OK. That's part of it. And then you build off of that. You can't like over plan it. You just have to get going.
0: Don't let your planning cause paralysis.
1: You That's got fine. it.
0: Yes. OK. <laughs> Right. So thank you for that advice. I you know, I think that I think several of us have ideas in the back of our head, but we've just not activated it. And part of it is Mm -hmm. fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of stepping away from something that we know so well and we're comfortable with. But guys, Will said it very well, you know, life is too short. Launch fast. So that's some great advice. Talk to
1: other people about your ideas too. Don't be afraid to do that. No one's gonna steal your idea. Executing the idea is the hardest part. It's the execution that's hard. It's not the idea. Anybody can have an idea, but actually like going through with it, like stepping off the high dive, right? That's the tough part.
0: Learn how to swim, guys. Stepping off the high dive. Okay. So, Will, (laughs) thank you so much for this wonderful interview. It's been a lot of great information. We appreciate you. And thank you so much for, you know, I mean, your service as a nurse, even if you're not practicing clinically, you are still helping. The nurses of today find solutions so that Mm -hmm. they can stay in the profession because so many people have left because it's like I don't want to work full time. That's all you got. Well, I'm not going to do. You know, they go and do something else. So you've created uh, solutions for many of us who are struggling with. I maybe I just want something right now. I don't want to work. I want to work. I have a very flexible. uh, You know, my schedule is erratic. I can't commit. It's like I don't want to be married. I just want to date. That's all. That that is. Kind of, sorry, I like in, that. In, in
1: I'm gonna, we're gonna st- maybe that's our tagline <laughs> on our website. I, I, right. I
0: don't <laughs> want to get married. I just want to date. Just date these hospitals, and I might want to date uh, around. So there you go. But okay. So, but real quickly before we leave, um, can mm-hmm. you remind us again how can nurses connect with CareRev?
1: Sure. Go to the App Store and download our app. It's uh, CareRev in the App Store. C A R E R E V. And then also you can go online uh, and just go to CareRev.com, C-A-R-E-R-E-V.com, and you can sign up right there.
0: Wonderful. We are so thankful you were able to join us, tell us about rev. And if folks want to stay kind of current with what's going on with you or Carev, where else can we get information outside of this podcast?
1: Sure. You can follow us on LinkedIn. You can also, we're doing a blog uh, on our website. You can follow that. And then I believe, and I'm not going to keep this promise, but I believe that I'm going to be driving around the country in May and visiting our different markets and meeting with nurses. Um, so we're Love working it. on that now, and that's something I'd like to do every year. And, and maybe you can meet me in person in one of our markets.
0: Wonderful, that sounds great, guys. Make sure to follow up with Care rev download the app, get familiar with it. And let me say this: some of you might be like, "Well, I like my job right now." Don't wait. <laughs> Until like that last day that all of a sudden you're having to scramble and look for something. Because I think what, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So you can be working somewhere else, get connected with CareRev. It sounds like they only have, there's a commitment of four shifts a month. Is that about No, no right? commitment. Oh, no. You can, oh, no
1: commitment. You, yeah. You can You can not work for months on end, come back and work shifts, go back to Europe, on a vacation, work. There is no commitment, no minimum. Listen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is something you guys need to keep like readily available. So oh, we're on Facebook and
1: also we're on Facebook and Instagram too. Sorry. Now I'm showing my age. I forget the social media, <laughs> Facebook and Instagram as well.
0: <laughs> you got to keep yep. up with social. So yes, follow them, yeah. follow them on social. Um, and again, don't wait to the last minute to sign up for something. Less. Sign up for CareRev because this is something very well that you can just at your leisure, add an extra shift here or there. So that's good news. I, I really mm-hmm. like that. So, Will, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you so much. I, I appreciate you. Nurse.org appreciates you. And I'm sure several of our listeners, probably some folks who aren't even nurses yet, are like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for CareWeb because I don't have to, like, because everybody wants We, we work schedule. with CNAs
1: too, Any, like oh. allied healthcare professionals, CNAs, respiratory therapists, radiological technicians, the whole gamut here. So if, if you're a CNA and you want to pick up shifts, you can come on the platform. If you want to use it to help you pay for nursing school, that would be Love great. It. Yep.
0: Perfect. See, I, I didn't rec- I didn't realize that. So guys, this is definitely information that you can share with your friends, your classmates, your colleagues, your neighbors. Listen, you guys are a little disgruntled at the st- after the staff meeting, like, hey, we're all signing up for Care Rev because we just might be out of this piece. But no, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm not joking, but I'm joking. Um, but you guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I'm your host, Nurse Alice. I love coming to chat with you guys about you know things that are important to us as nurses. And listen, we learned about Care Rev, which is also important to other uh, healthcare professionals as well. So make sure to share this podcast with everyone and also like rate review. Definitely want to know what you thought about the podcast. You can email me at nurse at nurse.org. Would love to hear that. And Hey, connect with Will. And if by chance, if you're like, what was that contact information, email us, we'll make sure that you get that information. It'll also be in the show notes. And so until next time, guys, make good choices, be kind to one another and live well, my friends.
1: Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.